on the definition of a baller. Welcome back to the Hard Knocks Life right here on Sports Radio AM 1300. The zone, the Texas Longhorns are getting ready for a Big 12 championship matchup against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We had a bunch of awards. The Longhorns cleaned up pretty good on the awards. Still upset that my man Jade Barron was not recognized as a first-teamer because he is invaluable to this Texas Longhorn football team, and we have documented that over and over again But obviously, the Big 12 decides that they don't have any love Mm. for the Texas Longhorns on their way out of the Big 12. We did have someone uh, tweet us over at AM 1300 The Zone, our our options for Big 12 Coach of the Year. Who should have won? Coach Sark or Coach Steve Sarkeesian? Someone said neither. My vote is for Coach Sark after dark. Ooh, there we go. I like that. We will take that one. We will definitely take that one. But tonight, the Dallas Cowboys, this game day, folks, Dallas Cowboys will play another Thursday night edition of uh, Amazon Prime Football. Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. And they're going to be happy because it's the Dallas Cowboys and they bring all eyes. And all eyes will be on the Cowboys and Seahawks. But most importantly, the matchup in the secondary. That's right. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, uh, and Jigba for the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Dallas Cowboys defense, which ranks pretty high on their pass coverage and giving up passing yards on uh, on defense. They rank second in the NFL, only giving up 167.2 yards per game. And one of the big matchups is going to be DK Metcalf and Deron Bland. Deron Bland, who is one of the Cowboys' uh, most prolific players on there because he's scoring touchdowns as many as the uh, Dallas Cowboys wide receivers at this point, some of them, and he leads some NFL teams in receiving touchdowns and return touchdowns. And DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf was asked about what Deron Bland means to the Cowboys, but he had a little laugh because Deron Bland got five touchdowns and DK does not. Oh, they got speed everywhere on their defense. Um, and, you know, they've been in a couple shootouts and then they've blown some teams out. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to get a, a good grip of uh, who they really are, um, you know, when you watch film. But um, they're a fast group who, who can get to the ball in a hurry. So, And uh, they have a pretty stacked group of corners uh, on their team. Pretty long corner with five. five. I know. I was thinking, like, he got more touchdowns than me. <laughs> Right. I mean, he does what the receiver should do, and that's shave angles um, and meet the ball. So he does a, an exceptional job um, at that. And uh, you, it's rare that you see a cornerback, you know, be able to track the ball or catch the ball like he does. And I mean, he does it effortlessly. So. Him and Gilmore are, are a tandem, um, and, you know, hate to see Trayvon Diggs go down. Uh, my prayers go out to him um, on his road to recovery. But, um, I mean, it seems like the next one up is duplicate to him. So, got to shave angles. Got to shave angles. And that is something that we talked about when I brought up Deron Bland and what he means to this Dallas Cowboy football team. His background is he was a wide receiver in high school. So, he totally understands the angles that he was talking about, being able to make plays on the football in those moments where you don't think you're going to be able to make those plays. So it's been real impressive to watch what the um, Dallas Cowboys secondary has been able to do. And that's the other part. 
if you get pressure on the quarterback, they're going to have to make hot reads. They're going to have to make quick decisions. And sometimes those decisions are the wrong ones. On the offensive side of the ball for the Seattle Seahawks, they – they're 19th, tied for 19th in scoring at nine, uh, at 20.8 points per game. And you're looking at their passing offense. Their passing offense ranks 17th by only give, uh, only passing for 221 yards per game. And the Cowboys' defense is one of the top defenses right now in the NFL, and they're starting to find their rhythm. I give a lot of credit to Dan Quinn and what he's been able to do of putting players in the right position. And the one thing that all these NFL teams have is speed. But the Cowboys have speed at every single position. Yeah. From the linebacker position, the front four, Micah Parsons is one of the fastest dudes in the NFL, regardless of position. And then you look at what the secondary has been able to do. They're starting to get that groove that you want to see at the right time. Now, obviously, we're going to end up talking about the Cowboys offense in the second hour. But, Salty, what is something that you are looking for in this matchup for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, score early and often. I mean, they've really righted the wrongs of last year with the trouble in the red zone. And it, it, it appeared early on in the season. But, you know, obviously they've, they've again, they've rewritten those wrongs. And uh, credit to Dak and obviously that offensive staff and the help of the defense putting the pressure on the opposing teams. And, uh, you know, it, it feels very balanced for once, which we don't always get with the Dallas Cowboys on both sides of the ball, even special teams coming into play um you know lucky that i think we're playing at dallas tonight versus out in seattle don't have to worry about the elements and again we're playing a seattle team that no they're 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 not like they were with russ but that doesn't mean they should be overlooked and again prime time you're yeah. the only game you got 45 million viewers for thanksgiving and there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs at least prime eyeballs on there <laughs> it yeah, is amazon prime <laughs> But if you want to continue to progress in the conversation that the Dallas Cowboys are worthy of being a playoff and potential Super Bowl contender. And again, the narrative around Dak, you know, he he gets looked at a certain way because he is a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, continue to go out and prove them wrong. Yeah, and that's the main thing for me is Dak being consistent, that defense being able to uh, um, shut down whatever Seattle is trying to do. But you also got to look at this. And these are some of the the stats that I've been kind of talking about all season long. The Cowboys running game has uh, yeah, been... Yeah, I would love some more yeah, Tony Pollard. And Rico Dowdle. But Rico Dowdle's been battling a high ankle sprain. That's why he looks like he doesn't have that explosiveness that he once did at the very beginning of the season. The Dallas Cowboys offense on the ground ranks 13th in the NFL. So... You're sitting there saying, "Well, that's really middle of the road." The yeah, you're not that bad, and you're you're as long as you can close games out with the running game. That's very important. It looks like Dak's numbers are being elevated because the running game hadn't been that great. But you're still looking at it; they're getting over 115 yards per game. Seattle is worse <laughs> on the run game, and they have Kenneth Walker to third. And and I don't know if he's back from his injury yet. I haven't seen the injury reports. I'll get that in the next break. But I sit here and I'm wondering, okay, what well, what are their numbers? Well, they only they're ranked 26th in rushing yards. So that defense for the Dallas Cowboys, if just like what we talk about with the Texas Longhorns, if you can make this team one dimensional yep. and let Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence and all those guys up front begin to wreak havoc on Geno Smith. Now, Geno Smith's a guy that 
he loves these types of moments. He loves playing against the better, quote-unquote, known football team. Whenever he gets in these types of games, he plays at a very elite level. So, to me, make him one-dimensional, and it seems like it's going to be a lot easier than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but you sit here and you got to be able to pin your ears back and make him uncomfortable. Now, this game tonight, Texas obviously there on uh, on Saturday. Are you going to be looking at any of like the extracurriculars going potentially going on in the stadium tonight? What you mean to to see if that carries over? What do you mean by extracurriculars? I mean Jerry, all of the all of the people that that might be in the, if there's any Texas fans already there, oh, right? Sure. Wearing the burn orange, there even are. Cowboys fans showing up. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people because, that have texted me and was like, "Hey, yeah. are you going up Thursday? We, are you going up we talk about the parallels a lot of the Dallas Cowboys mm -hmm. and the Texas Longhorns, so I think it'd be a good omen." Yeah. More than anything, for Dallas to take care of business tonight and send Seattle packing. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's more important for the Cowboys not only to win the game, but win it convincingly. That 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 is happening, and especially I know in prime time. In prime time, but I'm, I'm with you. You know, Dallas Cowboy fans and Texas Longhorn fans—they seem to be the same people. We all try to to think of our teams as being such at a level that we hadn't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. And the Cowboys are now getting some positive conversation from some of the media. Yeah. Not all of the media, but there's been more conversation about the Cowboys and where they think they could be after they've been ripping them the entire year at the very beginning of the year. So you sit here and you look at another name to pay attention to tonight is Brandon Arbery, the kicker. You yep. know, we talk a lot about Burt Auburn. This is the type of game where he needs to be consistent he's had struggles on extra points but he's been making his field goals yeah which is crazy to me that you are missing your extra points but you are making your field goals i guess he <laughs> likes three as opposed to yeah. one yes he says like that's more uh all right i think i the prop bet for tonight that okay. i feel like needs to be out there kirk herbstreet obviously uh part of the amazon prime broadcast so he yep. will be talking about the cowboys plenty tonight but he's going to be obviously in the home of the big 12 championship site He's made his voice known about how he Big is time. not really pleased with the way com the committee has selected um, their top four and, and those on the outside looking in. Does he drop Texas in the conversation tonight? Does he look forward and say, oh, you know what? The game's going to be here on, on Saturday and the, the potential and what things could mean. And, oh, Dallas has a couple Texas boys. You know, like, does he work it in because 100%. he feels so passionately about college football? A hundred percent. There's no doubt about Money it. Money on he, it? Yeah, for sure, because of the fact that he's, he, like, like he says in his interview, he covers college football. That's his real gig. I mean, this year, he's obviously been part of Amazon Prime, done a good job with that. Him and Al, Al Michaels do a really good job on Thursday Night Football. And Al Michaels was a college guy. He understands the game, too. So, yeah, for sure they're going to be talking about it because it's so close. If it was a couple of weeks away, no, nah, I don't think he would talk about it. But the fact that it will be here, and I'm sure there will be some representation of a Texas Longhorn fan. I'm sure the cameras are going to catch it, mm -hmm. and he, they're going to ask him, hey, uh, Kirk, what do you think about those Texas Longhorns? Ah, oh, don't get me started on that. You know, he's going to get fired up about it. So I have no doubt that it will be mentioned. Kirk has come a long way since referring to the university as, what, what did he call it? Cesspool. A cesspool.
Well, I think he's come a long way. It's been about 10 years since that comment. And I think the university has come a long way since that time as well. So you start looking at the changes that are being made. You start looking at the things that uh, make this game so unique. But for the Dallas Cowboys, a nine-point favorite uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. And that's a big number right there. But let me think about it. Let me think about it. By by, by the second hour, I will take... I will let you know if I'm going to take that I'll take it right now. Okay. You're taking it with nine points. Uh-huh. All right. All right. No salty takes I'm, I'm gonna take the it. points. If we, if we play anything like we played on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but that's the problem. Can we it's not always Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Just, just tell them it's Thanksgiving part two. It's also a Thursday. Exactly. So we'll we'll see. But I'm, I'm taking, I, I look at what you're saying, Salty. Salty's taking a nine. That's a big jump right there. And for you to be so confident with it is what... I feel good today. It, it, it seems like... Yeah, because you was doing magic last night. So I don't know what the heck that is. But the Cowboys, big time game tonight. 7-15, Amazon Prime. It is going to be a rowdy, rowdy time. But you know someone who's always rowdy? It's the Salty One. Coming up next, the Salty Shakedown. As she breaks down a couple of stories that... You may not be paying attention to, but now you will. Right here on the Hard Knocks Life on Sports Radio, AM 1300, The Zone.